Hey, I'm Serge. And I'm Peter. And you're listening to Future Break. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Future Break Podcast, part of the Pod Glomerate Network, where we talk about emerging technology, human behavior, and what it all means for the future. And today we're going to be talking about how to disappear online. And that is, in my view, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Yes. Hint, unintentionally. <laughs> potential blackmail, that type of stuff. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. And really, we're going to ask the question, Can is this even possible? Is it even possible to disappear online? Yeah. Yeah. Some, some really interesting uh, things that we've kind of discovered as we were researching this episode. Oh, man. Um, before we get into that real quick, Peter, so you have kind of a big life change. You know, we've been talking about this... Uh, for a while now. Yes. Tell us about that. Yes, we do. Ha- I do have a big life change. Um, uh, well, I'm I'm fully self-employed now. I had an opportunity where I was able to um, do a little bit more of some of the stuff that I, uh, well, kind of in some cases, a little bit of this podcasting things for mm-hmm. some some nonprofits, some marketing things. I'm a marketing marketing on digital marketing strategist and so and over time a lot of people started pinging me and yeah it just kind of happened organically i guess you could say and allowed me to maybe spend a little more time with my family and so that's always a good thing that's, that's how that happened so yeah so so that uh, i think that kind of frees you up a little bit and yeah and um we might even i know we've been talking about maybe going back to doing weekly episodes yeah we have been it's so a possibility. It's so. a possibility. We're we're talking it through and whatnot. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's a new change. Yeah, so. <laughs> cool. So, um, yeah, that's that's awesome to hear that. We're we're uh, excited to jump into this episode. But before we do that, you guys know what's coming. It's the future newsflash. Yes, newsflash. Solar eclipse. Kidding. If you've been living underneath a rock lately, you know the solar eclipse. <laughs> you know what? I can't do a joke about living in a rock and solar eclipse. Okay. Anyways, let's get into it. All right. So here's the deal. Um, the solar eclipse, one of the things that's going to come out of this is uh, scientists are going to be able to understand like the sun's corona a little better, which honestly, I'm not as scientific about the sun, but here's the detail. Just of that. Be able to understand like solar flares and yeah. things like that better, which affect technology. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just a little cool. tidbit from that. Awesome. Uh, Verizon switches up the unlimited plan. This yeah. is hot off the press. And Peter, if you just saw him, he groaned. <laughs> um, there's a lot of people unhappy with this switch because what they're doing is they've basically switched it into two different plans. And one is $5 cheaper than the current one or the previous one. And the other one is $5 more expensive. However, you are, yeah, right? you are getting throttled when it comes to streaming. So yeah. you can't even watch HD movies on the unlimited network. So very, very strange move on Verizon's end. Completely, completely. All right, CRISPR. In the news, um, once again, if you don't know what CRISPR is, we recommend going back to our archives and looking up CRISPR, that's C-R-I-S-P-R. But uh, sickle cell, um, I guess, concept of... Here, okay, let's define this. Sickle cell is when your cells, when you're born, are kind of oddly formed. And so there's some issues mm-hmm. with, like, you can't necessarily exert the, the oxygen through the blood. is a lot, a lot slower. Well, this is something that you're born with. And so what they're hoping now is that potentially CRISPR can help wow. change that. Obviously, that's a birth type thing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, you know, switching things out at sure. birth, which um, uh, is the, probably the most recent one of working on some heart issues at birth that they did. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Elon Musk and 116 experts um, are calling for the outright ban of killer robots. That's something you probably never thought you'd hear. But um, essentially, they wrote an open letter to the UN who's starting to 
have these discussions about, you know, like drones and tanks and automated machine guns and things like that. And they're just saying, hey, just let's just make sure our hand is on the on the plug here, basically, <laughs> when these things start going crazy. Isn't it wireless? Anyways. Right. Uh, and also, lastly, your iPhone 8 and Samsung 8. S8, excuse me. S8 Galaxy, yeah. S Galaxy. That's excuse coming. me, S8 Note, right? Yeah, yeah. Coming out soon. And probably one of the things we're most excited about there is the potential of AR being mm. implemented into oh, those yeah. things. So, we'll see. Cool. And that's been your new future news flash. Indeed. All right, Peter. Well, this this topic, I want to set some ground rules here. Kind of a... <clears throat> I, I read this story a few years ago, yeah. and I've been looking for it just over the last couple, I, I think over, especially over the last year, as, as you and I started talking about it, it came to memory, and I'm like, th- I remember reading specifically about this, so let's just start off this t- discussion with that. Okay. All right. right so Right to be forgot, or... Can you disappear online? Yeah, Things like that. How to disappear online? This is going to set the groundwork. Set for, the groundwork for everything. Okay. Kind of for that, right? Yep. So, this starts in nine thirteen. So September thirteenth, two thousand one. Two thousand one. Two days after the terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy named Hank Asher that is sitting in his Florida mansion. Um, drinking, <laughs> drinking a pretty sizable martini there, and he he was pissed. He was very upset, um, as were a lot of people. Um, yeah. About this whole this whole terrorist attack that happened. I remember, you know, I think a lot of a lot of our listeners can remember where they were and all that, you know, all that stuff when that happened. But he had an epiphany. This, and he said, you know what. I can probably find these people because at this point, everyone was looking and trying to figure out who are these people who did this, who's involved. And, and there was a lot of confusion. And so he went to work. He sat at his computer <laughs> yeah. late, at, late at night, didn't get off the computer until like noon the next day. And what came out of that, and this is just crazy. He put together, he has his company. He's got a tech company that had over the years collected records on about 400 million people. So 30 billion records. They've collected 30 billion records of all kinds of things, public, private, all kinds of things, right? About people. Right, yeah. And so he worked together this quick algorithm of, hey, how do I... Let's start let's start kind of filtering out the population. Start <laughs> let's start putting some let's start analyzing specifics. this data. Yeah. Okay. And so what he did was <laughs> within this time frame he was able to put together a list of 419 people that he believed the government should investigate. Wow. Yeah. That's out of 400 out of 30 billion pieces of information 419 people. So what he did was uh, things like he looked at um, factors like age, gender, ethnicity, criminal record, credit history, um, how things were shipped and received, anomalies in social security numbers, licenses, addresses, you know, basically that kind of stuff. And what he did was an, uh, another kind of interesting analysis direction he took was from the... I think they knew from the manifest on the airplane that one of the one of the names that, that was under suspicion, and so he was able to go in and, and look at say, um. So he would look at some of the Muslims, right? Yeah, that would be on that list, and he'd look at phone bills, utility bills, again, driver's license things that, that uh, I mentioned. So somebody that's lived here as a Muslim for ten years. In the same city has basically would not be part of that four hundred and eighteen names. names. Okay. But somebody that comes in 
and all of a sudden starts paying regular, you know, garbage bill, regular, um, you know, <laughs> has a driver's license that came in in the last couple of years. Now that that name gets on the list, and so overall, he helped. He basically and his company invented this thing called they call it the Matrix, which is an acronym for the Multi-State Anti-Terrorism Information Exchange. <laughs> That's dystopian. The matrix. the matrix. The Matrix, right? And you know, people were drooling, like law enforcement was drooling over this thing because it really, it really showed everything that's going on. And so why I started with the story is today we're talking about, you know, disappearing online. Mm -hmm. And is it really possible? So this happened in 2001. Imagine the types of data we have now. We're not even talking really about Facebook here at We're all. We're not, yeah. This is, this is. Any really social media. Everything. <laughs> this is everything that, I mean. Interesting. Most, a lot of places have already started digitizing, you know, like right, health yeah. records or digital and a lot of that stuff. So you've got hmm. the known data that's out there. Right. And then you've got this unknown a, a huge quantity of unknown things that are out there about you in all sorts of databases. And the question begs is, can you really opt out or can you, can you disappear? Or can you try? That's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, <laughs> Interesting way to start. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like you just, can you be forgotten? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. Okay. Wow. Man, that's a lot of that's a lot of data points. Yeah, in two thousand one. So now, with the advent of social media, right? Now we volunteer our data. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we don't just have we it willingly. Give it up. Yeah, we don't just have it. Um, you know from the utilities or from like DMV and stuff like that. Now it's like, Hey, I was in Kansas city over the weekend or check out my pictures of my kid. Yep. Yeah. Let's, let's unpack this. Let's a little unpack bit. this. Let's unpack this. All right. So okay. the question again, can you disappear online? Right. I'm going to say if you've been established in this, if you've been using social media, um, especially social media for the last you know few years or whatever, um, if you've been paying your bills online, if you've been doing hmm. really anything online, it's 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 a hard no on if you can truly, truly, truly disappear online. What do you think? I would I would agree with you. And actually, one other thing I would say is. You know, we've talked about some of this before, but I mean, if we're talking about 2001 and the capability of this becoming possible in a sense back then, and right, and not really, you know, significant digital data points, it almost seems like um, uh, that were being utilized there. Now, imagine a world where that's freely possible, and. This is one of the things you get bring up a great point. If you've been doing stuff online digitally, right? Hacks. You can you can remove all surface level as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. But a hack, if you did something back in the day that was a part of this company or whatever thing like that and that gets released to the public, that's you. Yeah. Given it's not necessarily a profile on a social media platform, but that's a data point about you that's released to the public. Well, yeah, and so okay, a, a lot of times in a, they, in a digital world, they hack what? What do they hack? They hack usernames and passwords. Username and passwords. A lot well, of people, target hacks. I mean, the best. Yeah, all that stuff. A lot of people mm-hmm. will use the same username and same password for all of their accounts. Right. Like, so th- you can develop a pattern just just by that itself, right? You've got. You know, here's your bank. Uh, here's your bank account login, and here's your you know utility bill login. Right. And here's your other 
log in for your Amazon, maybe. And and ironically, if you somehow removed yourself online and a hack like that happened with your information like that, somebody could create you online. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point, actually. There's no there's no there's no uh stopping me from creating a fake Peter right there, right? Because you know everything about me now and yeah, this. well not everything, but I can create a I I, I can Enough. create a pretty yeah. legit persona of you uh online, I think. Yeah, no, I that's that's a very good point. Yeah. I've actually had that. I have I've had friends that um for some they were involved with, you know, some some people and and that person knew their Facebook information. Mhm. And that person got mad for some reason or another right relationship broke. Yeah. And now they have to create a new Facebook account because that's the weirdest thing. Yeah, because the other person had their Facebook and they were like sending stupid stuff to their actual friends. And their friends thought, hey, this this guy went off the rails completely. Cause he's sending me all these weird things, you know? And he's like, no, 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 this is not me anymore. Check, this is my true verified Facebook account. I remember we used to do that as jokes back in the day. (laughs) Because on the old Macs, you would log into Facebook and you had to sign out. So if you would have shared like Mac laptop back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you didn't log out and your friend's like, oh, dude, let's post something. But yeah, the whole relationship thing, like mm-hmm. it's kind of being held hostage that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. So maybe let's back up just a tiny bit here. Let's back up. Why Why would people want to disappear online? Paranoia. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, and I, and I respect this, uh, a privacy deal. Sure. Right? Yeah. So kind of, somebody kind of got woke. Right, and, <laughs> I, and you know what? In our in our uh, mindsets of the individual mm-hmm. uh, wanting to choose things, uh, the individual individual just wants to not yeah be online yeah. Which brings up a good question: Is it is it so much bigger where that's not even a possibility? Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and I I would agree with that. I think like you know, there's there's people that. And I can I can easily see this happening where you're you're reading so much information about these hacks about you know your personal information right. and just kind of getting fed up like I'm sick and tired of having no control over my data you know like even social media stuff right it's so easy to spoof to spoof accounts to do so much. I mean, you can do so many things with social media that it's it's just it's it's scary, mm-hmm. and the tracking, you know, they like think about this. Facebook knows how you've aged. If you've been a user for Facebook for, you know, <laughs> any sort of years, they know how you've aged. They know how your kids have aged, probably. And that's a scary thought. That is, and they can accurately say, "Hey, is this?" You know, my son's name is Ben. They can say, hey, is this Ben? Uh, how do you even know that? Right. And, you know, part of that is like, oh, I, I probably volunteered that information at some point. At some point in time. Here's my son, Ben. Yeah. You know, and so the, the, now they know, okay, here's here's Ben. Now we've got him flagged all over our system. And, okay, next time you see a photo like this, present that op- option that, this is possibly this other person. <laughs> We're trying to process this here. Yeah, well, well, it, it's just one of those things where um, a guy that's in, in my world, in the marketing world, named Gary Vaynerchuk, mm-hmm. um, actually on the show Planet of the Apps, mm. that was Apple. Time. Okay. Um, I mean, back in the day, and still... T- long ago, not before it was even actually popular to say something like this, it'd be like, I live everything. Everything I do, I just realize is probably online. Yeah. And, and we live in a world now where in the sense of, 
you you can't it's it's really hard to get away with stuff good or bad like it's just you get i mean with people to be able to take pictures and stuff like that like you're not doing anything online but somebody else yeah. captures that moment and and that's and that's a uh, I don't know. That's okay. That's let's the park thing. there for a minute. Okay. I was thinking about the same situation. Like you are, let's say you're at the Grand Canyon, right? Uh-huh. And you're standing out there taking a, a picture. Let's maybe you're privacy conscious. Right. And so now you're not using your phone to take a photo. You're using a, like a point and shoot camera, like a DSLR. Or something DSLR. Like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're taking a camera, um, and you, you're using that camera, but somebody in front of you is taking a picture of their husband or their wife. True. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You happen to be in, in that picture. photo yeah. with your face. And they put it on Facebook. They tag their husband or their, their wife, whatever whatever the photo was. And now you're in there too. Yes. And you didn't volunteer that. You didn't volunteer that. And the reason why I'm glad you're bringing that up is because this is similar with Google as well. I mean, Facebook recognizes who you are. Yeah. If you upload a picture, hey, yeah. oh, is this you? Or tag yourself and it's like, hey, you know, it finds your face immediately. Okay. It's silly not to think it can't scan other photos oh, yeah. across and and understand oh this photo looks a lot like peter on so and so's wall yeah um or facebook page and google oh my word that's <laughs> hey everybody upload all man i never even thought about that that's just crazy yeah, connected upload, us upload all of your pictures we'll for give free you free storage free storage free yeah. storage upload them all just do it. Videos too. That'd be great while you're at it. <laughs> and uh oh man. The harsh <clears throat> reality is it's not free. It's not it's free. costing you something. Yeah. And most of the time it's costing you your privacy. Yeah, big time privacy there. Yeah. Uh, but people are willing to trade privacy for convenience. I yeah, we've talked about this before. Right? That's that's one of my things um, when it comes to the future or something. Yeah. The convenience factor is huge. Yeah. Right? I remember when I when I set up my Facebook, this was like 2006 or seven, I think about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was a different world back then, right. obviously. But I remember when I was setting it up, it would ask you a bunch of these questions. And I remember th- like feeling like, oh, the more I answer, the more... I guess, I don't know, like the word I'm looking for. The, the the more, the more established I look, I guess. Absolutely. So I I put in my phone the, number. And I put in my address. The more I the more I <laughs> share the, the better profile I have. Yes. And you private? Are you kidding me? I'm making this thing major public. Is, exactly. Is there is there a share to everyone? Like just automatically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean that's kind of the attitude. Back that's kind of what it was. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, just share. You have. Somebody contacting you from some country that you've never visited? Right. Of course they're your friend. Yeah. And so that was a huge, because it was just so novel. It was so new. Right. Oh. Peggy in the, in the, uh, in the UK. Former seven, silver, former Soviet Union. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the reason why we're joking about that is you have to watch this. I think it was Capital One commercials, right? This yeah. is Peggy. This is Peggy. This yes. is Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you help me? This. Uh, no. uh, let me talk. You need to talk to my supervisor. Anyways. But, so, okay. Where we, where we now volunteer our data, this is where I feel like we've opened a, a box that, that it can never be closed anymore. Yeah, I, I just I just feel like that's crazy. And which probably leads up to that concept of the right to be forgotten, mm-hmm. which was a 2014 case. Is that right? Yeah. European case? Yeah. Where somebody was suing the, for the right to be forgotten. 
in yes. Europe. So basically, in in Europe, there's a, a legal framework right now that um, I'll just read this here reflects the claim of individuals to have certain data deleted so that third persons can no longer trace them. Wow. So they have this framework, um, <laughs> which essentially leads people to have um, information, so like you know, photos, videos, deleted from certain internet records so they can't be found by search engines. Right. So if you've ever Googled yourself, which I'm sure everyone has, you can see all the data that you've either entered wittingly or unwillingly throughout all of the um, you know, different uses that you've had and you can find all that information. So this law would say, basically, you have to delete that specific data. Hmm. Now, there's two sides to that, of course. Like, we, we like to kind of explore. There's always two sides. There's the side of, you know, now you've kind of got this free speech thing where you're you're essentially, you know, curbing curbing free speech of the of the provider from now they have to delete this stuff like that that's rewriting history basically. You know it's taking you out of the mix. Yeah, you're taking yeah. Like how do you how do you do that? Like how do how does Google let's say they let's say okay they have to go in there and they have to comply by this law. So how do they take you out of their actual system? Can they even do that? Can Google even take you out? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I know that, I mean, we we we, we look at like cert- simple things like just, you know, you're searching for, let's say you're at work and you're searching, you're doing some research on some customer. And as you're doing that research, Google is building a profile of you. And I don't know if I'm right here or not, but I would think that they would probably try to match that profile up with other versions of the profile they have on you. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, oh, yeah, you during work times, you look at this. During uh, the weekends, you look at that. When your team is playing, you're searching, you know, these these terms. And so they have this probably, again, this is just conjecture here, but I'm assuming they have this huge amount of data around you that you just, if you looked at it, you'd be like shocked. How do they know me so well? Right. And I don't know. <laughs> we are we are creatures of habit. And that that ultimately is our biggest downfall when it comes to this like privacy, when it comes to um, having our information really safe or out of out of the, out of the internet, really, because we just we just use it all the time. Exactly. Well, yeah. And with the concept of Internet of Things, even plugging into stuff. Oh yeah. New data points on things we use in everyday life coming into that mix too. Yeah, it's uh. That's a that's a good question. That's a good point. Like you, let's say you have a Fitbit, and yeah. you you want to you just decide. You know what? I'm done with social i'm done with everything but now fitbit has a bunch of data on you fitbit knows how many steps you take how do you delete that data yeah that's a good question probably not very easily because fitbit well okay fitbit if you're listening to this i'm sorry i'm just trying to use you as an example i do not necessarily think that you are necessarily doing this but some of these internet of things Mm -hmm companies what they end up doing is they share this data with other parties for marketing purposes it's like a yeah it's like a second second way to make money off data and uh, right. if you you purchase this product and you willingly you share your information with this company for to collect data on you and then they go around and resell it so I'm not saying Fitbit's doing that. Once again, Fitbit, we actually really do like you. Um, I'm just saying there are some companies do, who do that. Uh, Verizon, for one. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, 
can but that's that's out of your control almost basically right in some of these cases it, i'm it is you don't even know it um as a matter of fact, you should probably just assume that if you connect a new piece of hardware to your life or something like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. And it's collecting information on you to help make your life better, more manageable and understandable, more, as we like to say, convenient. Just just plan on the fact that that is data that is getting passed on to other, other groups. Yeah. yeah. You, you want to know why that ad got served up to you, which seemed like a little scarily, eerily well? <laughs> How do you and, know I was looking at trousers the other day? Well, and you know, <laughs> actually, I'll even I'll even go against that a little bit. And you and it wasn't something that you looked at and put in another cart or viewed on another website. Yeah. It just was eerily, like, wow, that was very relevant to me. Um, sometimes that's this coming into play. Yeah. Another another system you're using passed on data to something else. Can you talk about your so we you have a you have kind of a real world example of yes it's like a real world example. somebody that wants to really get get offline unplug from the matrix let's just basically say that. yeah tell uh, me about your your friend okay so I have a friend what's his name <laughs> <laughs> well, kidding you assume it was a I, he huh? no um I kid Peter I know. I'll say, yeah. Okay. So, in the respect of, <laughs> even though we just basically stated that it's probably not really possible, but um, in the respect of my friend here and not wanting to share inf- information or anything like that, uh, I will say this. There was a situation where kind of slightly, kind of a a, a blackmail type situation okay. and by the way this is this is very real i i think oh, yeah. i think it's it's almost silly to think that it isn't yeah uh, um uh and you we hear about you know celebrities having like stuff pulled on them yeah. and stuff like that yeah yeah uh that happens even to <laughs> not uh you know top famous people but like regular average Joe's and average Jane's uh, just, it it happens. And, and so the situation is, is once something happens where they're holding information hostage or, you know, something like that, Mm -hmm. I mean, or just even the sense of massive trolling Mm -hmm. on you, uh, like, what do you do? Um, And so, um, there's a couple things I'll, I'll just I'll just say this much. Whenever something like this happens, and this included my friend, I did the right thing. I pretty much made it. You just you got you contact the authorities right away. Yeah. Um, just do that. Okay. Just just let them know what's going on. Um. <clears throat> excuse me. So, but here's the situation. So I helped my friend start the process of just at least at the surface level, as much as we could. To start the process of removing himself, okay, um, from certain things, and so like social media, right? Social media is probably a, a decent one. Okay, um, that was that was definitely part of it, um, and uh, and some other ones I started to think about. But the thing is, is yeah, you know. It also goes back to the willingness of the person to spend time, yeah, to actually troll you or kind of harass you online. Um, you know, unless it's like a really big, a super personal vendetta. I also know that these people, you know, typically they want maybe some money in exchange for leaving you alone. Yeah, I, I don't ever recommend paying that, but obviously, if you don't pay it. And there's and, and their ability to do this becomes less and less convenient in their mind as well. Um, unless it's really like a personal vendetta, they're probably going to back off at some point in time. But, but so, anyways, your friend's experience with with social, how was that? Like, was, was he able to? Yeah, delete? well, see, here's the problem: you can you can delete your stuff, but mm-hmm. once this is 
enacted, there's some things that happen right out of way. If you do not have your privacy settings set up in a certain way on mm-hmm. your social profiles, mm-hmm. um, they took screenshots of his friends, mm-hmm. you know, right off the bat. And so, and kind of held them hostage. Jeez. Just so, you know, as part of like the deal, like I know who these, you know, who, I know who your friends are. Um, um You know, on, on like on Facebook is a great platform. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Wow. So, um, and, uh, and so once, so they have that information, which then, you know, in a real easy world, it's, it's more like, well, I can still maybe find a way to reach out to the people of your friends, even if you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, which is which is one of those things that's like a true blackmail type thing. Yeah. The so but we started to process that and um there's ways you can hide your page and stuff like that that I recommend you look into. But at the end of the day um I thought it was very intriguing that uh there was yeah, there was just some certain things that you and I discovered that I realized was still, um, you know, picking up data. I guess I did some mm-hmm. research mm-hmm. in preparation for this episode, just kind of look through things. And one place, and by the way, I don't know if it matters who you are that collects that has data and. <laughs> Maybe we need to understand more about like where they're getting their data. Yeah. But familytreenow.com. Dot com. Man, type in anybody <laughs> that you know. Yeah. Including yourself. And it is unbelievable. They say they have billions of census records from the year 1790 to 1940. Birth records, divorce, living people, military. And this is the kicker. It's it's free. Yeah. Again, in quotes, it's free. I mean. You can build. We, we, we did a search. Obviously, the first thing we do is we, we put our names in there, right? So put our names search. in there and we're like, oh, my word. Like, and it gives you a list of known acquaintances and you're like, yep, yep, yep. This one's a little bit off, but then, yeah, it was, it was scary accurate, scary accurate. Yeah. And I, I've actually known people that have had kids, four-year-old, five-year-old kids listed in their family tree now.com profile as an acquaintance, which is, again, that's just... Man, that's just, that's wild. So let, let's let shift to the practical side as we kind of wrap up this episode. Um, is there, okay, so let's say you, you know that you understand, okay, that you, you probably can never really delete yourself online, um, especially if you've had a, any kind of history for any amount of time. But you can definitely start unplugging from certain things. So um, there's a site that I that I really enjoy here that that just is also kind of eye opening too. So just delete dot me if you go to that, mm-hmm. that redirects you to backgroundchecks.org. Um, you can have some. There's a Chrome extension you could do that. And basically, what this does is it lists providers and sites that you've probably joined. Right. And it shows you how to delete yourself. Now, <laughs> there's a there's a filter that says difficulty, mm. and so, of course, I'm curious. Right. They have one. You know, they go from easy to impossible. So, what do I click on? <laughs> impossible. Right. And get this. Here's a list of some of the accounts or some of the profiles out there that are just impossible to delete. First one you see, probably everyone or a lot of people have Barnes & Noble. 
And if you click on that, it gives you some information. It is not possible to delete your Barnes & Noble account. The best you can do is to delete any personal information that you have stored on their website. So there's sites out there, and it's a huge list. So you've got Barnes & Noble. You've got Blogger. Yeah. Let's see. Bungie.net, which is a lot of... It's a... Um, I think it's like a Bungie's like a game, okay, online gaming studio, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Again, a lot of people played online games. Impossible. Call of Duty. <laughs> I've used I used Call of Duty. I've played Call of Duty before. There's no way to shut it down. Um, Gawker Media. So like Gizmodo, Deadspin, some of these, wow. some of these media companies. Again impossible to shut down go daddy wow go daddy evernote this one really okay uh what you basically okay here's what it says you cannot delete your evernote account just deactivate it temporarily deactivation does not remove your data so you will have manual you'll have to manually delete all notes and personal information perform a sync and then deactivate the account so this site just delete.me will actually give you some helpful instructions if you want to start purging yourself from online. But again, you're going to run into some of these cases where you're like, I just, there's just no way I can do it. (sighs) And maybe some of the stuff that you want to actually delete is some comment that you left on a, you know, message board years ago when you were stupid. (laughs) I remember, okay, I'm going to, um, there's a, there was a church, uh, Marshall Church in Seattle. Okay. Yeah. And their, their pastor, his name was Mark Driscoll. It was discovered that he, at some point, created a fake account on their church, like, message board in 2003 or four, some, like, a long time ago. And he wrote some not pretty things on that yeah. <laughs> message board. About the church? Well, not not about the church, just about, you know, c- culture, whatever. Okay, yeah. If you want to look into it, you can do that. But he actually resigned from the church. Wow. Based on, based, this was one of the big parts of the evidence, like, you know, for the leadership to, to like censure him and basically resign him. And he resigned from the church. Now he's, He's doing okay now. He started a new church and all that stuff. But like it doesn't go away. Right. And it led to it led to his downfall as a pastor of a mega church in the Seattle area. Interesting. <laughs> so um yeah, like it, it it's it's a little bit unsettling that okay, another another big one, Netflix. So what you can do is you can contact customer service, but even then they may not delete your account under the premise that you might want to rejoin and keep your history and recommendations. Right, yeah. They spent so much money, so much time building the algorithm to provide you recommendations that it makes sense why they won't let you shut down their their or delete their your Netflix account. In case you want to come back. In case you want to come back. So if you ever want to, if you ever want to get into that, where you want to just start removing yourself, you know, probably number one, stop volunteering information. Stop, stop using yeah. social media, which is next to impossible in today's world. If you really want to be connected, like I use Facebook to log into everything. Probably not a smart move, but again, convenience. Totally. I don't want to create a username and a password. One click signups. I don't want to do that. I know. I want to just click on my Facebook and you have my Facebook information. I want it now, now. <laughs> I don't want to create another account with, with you site that I probably <sighs> will never visit again or that I, you know what I mean? I, I'm i just going to say this. Yes. Look into this. Um, just delete.me. You can get yeah. more information. Uh, we'll also post a, a link to... Uh, um, in the case of my friend, if you were actually listening to this and you're like, oh boy, either I or somebody you know, um, 
have some issues with some, maybe some, even some blackmail situations. We'll post some links from uh, takebackthetech.net. Um, yeah. That will help with some of these things. But I think the main thing here to realize, no matter who you are, is removing yourself online is, wow. I mean, just, I knew this before, but just in a whole new way after this episode and doing research, and especially talking through some of the stuff. Yeah. Like, it, it's not possible. I, it I just really isn't. Don't, at least never think that it is. Just whatever you do, probably even in life, no, I mean, okay, yes, whatever you do in life, just to think that it's going to be online. Yeah. I like to think that your online profile is like a, like an iceberg. The top of it is always going to be the stuff that you volunteer, social media, mm. um, you know, you're logging into your, to pay your electric bill, yeah. that kind of stuff, right? And then there's this whole other below the surface set of, and it's it's five times bigger than what's probably on the surface of your, like your Facebook and your Twitter and all that. Um, That's a good analogy. Which is tracking that ad companies have done for retargeting. Yeah. Which is hey. profiles that... You make my world go round, people. <laughs> profiles that all these companies have on you that have all these like data points pulling in. And then you've got some of these things like the you know, the family tree now.com, which they're pulling in from court records. They're pulling in from, I mean, that's basically your online world. Public information. They specifically state that. Yeah. And there's probably a deeper level too of like, you know, let's say the NSA or the FBI has a file on you. Who knows what they have on you? This is not, so that's, (laughs) I mean, that's taking into account the public information. Yeah. But then you've got another level of, you know, maybe other behavioral information. I don't know. Um, so uh, we're not trying to scare you. <laughs> well, no. But it's just good to be aware. It's good to be aware. And honestly, you just need to realize reality. Yeah. At least I still feel like in the United States, there's still the concept of the individual and the right to protest and the right to, like when I mean protest in this case, I mean protest of like, Something seems off here, even with the data you've collected me, like there's something wrong here. Yeah. And specifically from like a governmental standpoint. Um, yes, I had, a, I did have a uh, friend I knew who, who was in the, who was actually uh, doing some speaking gigs in some, some of the Middle Eastern co- uh, countries uh, who had stopped in Paris before um, 24 hours prior to the, uh, the Paris attack back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <laughs> when he came back to the U S I mean, the system flagged him like, like you can't believe. And so he's, all he said was I spent, I was like, he's like, I just, they know everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, they uh, they let him go uh, because he, you know it, was, it wasn't an issue at all for him being a terrorist. But like, it was amazing to like. He's, I, I think it's, I don't know. It's eye open. It's, it's it's shocking. The more the you, data that they had yeah. on him was just like, oh boy. So um, there's one more tool I wanted to, to shout yes. out here real quick, and it's called uh, deceit.me. D e s e a t dot me dot me. And what this does is. The premise is with one click or with a few clicks, you can actually delete a lot of your accounts. Now, again, with the caveat that we have with some of these things that are non-deletable, really. Um, and you can go to the site. You can, I think what I have to do is, yeah, so you have to sign in with either a Google or an Outlook account. So if you're on Yahoo, if that's your main, your like your main Yahoo is your Yahoo is your main email address, for example, for your sites and all that stuff. You might be out of luck here, but with if you have a Google one, which a lot of people do, you should be potentially able to delete a lot of the stuff with a few clicks. Which is nice. Which is nice. And as kind of a teaser for one of the next episodes that we want to do, Peter and I are going to create a fake <laughs> user. Uh we're going to create a fake identity. Let's see what happens. And see what happens. And see how far this, this rabbit hole will go. 
And then what we're going to try to do is try to delete that identity. So kind of taking what we've talked about here in practice and and really see if it's if it's possible. I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll see. We, we, it may take us a few weeks. It may take us a month or two. It may take us longer. So hang tight until we get to that point. But uh, yeah, your information is out there. It's up to you what you want to do with it. Indeed. Well, everyone, I hope you feel okay. <laughs> I'm feeling a little nauseous a here, little... Peter. I'll be honest with you. I'm scared to walk out my front door right now. <laughs> uh, wait, I'm online right now? No, uh, yes. Anyways, thank you all for tuning into this episode. Yeah. Yes. I think it's important that you... I, I, we would just recommend you take a look at some of these things that we've talked about today. Um, family tree now what was the one with the uh, dc.me DC. and the one previous set um it was uh <laughs> i'm blanking out on it here oh just delete.me just delete.me yeah. Yep. yeah so and we'll post them in our show notes yep. as well so you can check that out yes and so now we're going to plug our social media that we just talked about <laughs> 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 but again seriously we you know, the, there's good conversation and, and some of the privacy settings you can do can really help you, you know, stay a little bit more ahead of the curve here. Agreed. But uh, so you can find us on futurebreak.net, which is our site. Um, we're on Twitter at futurebreakpod, P-O-D. And um, we are also on Facebook at futurebreak. Where can you listen to us, Peter? You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher. Google. Tune Play. in. Tune in. Yeah, we were actually recently featured as new and noteworthy in Tune In, which, Tune is, in. which is awesome. That's we cool. really appreciate that. <laughs> and actually, you can listen to us on Spotify as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we feel very honored. And that's like kind of a shout out to our, our man, the creators of Podglomerate. Yeah. We're, we're very excited to be part of this group, a um, network of great podcasts. Yeah. Check them out at the Podglomerate. Yep. So. And we've got they've got some great shows. The Feast has season two, which is again becoming one of my favorite podcasts. It's 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 history and food mixed together and it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's audibly delicious. Aud- audibly delicious. So check out the Feast uh pod- podcast. Um and um, finally, just want to give a shout out to some of our users or some of our listeners. Listeners, yeah. 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 Vadim from Seattle, Washington. So shout out to you, buddy. Um, if you are, you know, in the neighborhood in the area, just send us a quick hello on Facebook or Twitter, and we'd love to give you a shout out on our podcast too. So indeed. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Have a magical day. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you.